Hey guys, I'm here with Dr. Andrew Jagum. Did I say that right? Got it. University of Wisconsin La Crosse. We're here in the Human Performance Laboratory. Uh, this is uh, Andrew's stopping grounds here. Now, Andrew published a study that looked at pre-gym. Now, it was an acute uh, study given one dose uh, before an exercise challenge, which included bench press, squats, vertical jump, uh, some other measures as well. I can let uh, Dr. Jagan explain. Yeah, so we were looking to see if taking a single serving of pre-gym before an exercise, exercise bout could have any kind of impact on performance. So like you said, we had people do kind of a simulated workout. So we had them take it and then we had them do a series of five sets of five for bench press, five sets of five for back squat, and then we were measuring bar velocity throughout those sets to see if they could minimize fatigue, decline, or anything like that. And then we also did a repetition of failure set um, as a six set. And then they did a sprint test on their force treadmill as well to see if it influenced anaerobic power. And, um, and, and the results are pretty promising. So yeah, um, I don't know if you want to touch yeah, on Yeah, so I'll, I'll sort of, I'll just sort of break down on my, you know, on sort of my, you know, because everybody, you know, this is the thing is like, you know, people always ask me, oh, did you, you know, have you ever read the book? China study, you know, and it's like, no, I don't, I don't read propaganda, you know what I mean, I call that propaganda, someone else's sort of theory is taken. When someone reads a study, you may interpret it differently, obviously the statistics are differently, but there's certain things that sort of you sort of see and say, ah, and then there's certain things that I, so, so my sort of breakdown of the study is, you know, it was an acute study given pre-gym approximately 30 to 60 minutes before the exercise testing, depending on what the exercise was and the other part was done. So, so they got one dose. Basically what it did was it increased their uh, endurance on the bench press. So basically endurance strength meaning, which is you know really important for people who are interested in building muscle and, and strength as well, because it's that, you know, that ability you get 10 reps on the last set or 12 reps on your last set. And we know, you know, that's what, you know, when you see a difference like, you know, one rep difference, doesn't seem like a lot, right? But one rep difference in the world world, I mean, to be able to get one more rep with the weight is huge. You know what I mean? I mean, especially, yeah, especially exactly, especially when you're pushing yourself, you know, and, and, and you know, when you get trained athletes, the results stop, you know what I mean? Is the, the more trained you are, the less results you see. So any little bit makes a big difference. So that's one of the things. The other things, like you said, you measure bar velocity, and you know, few few labs have the capability of doing that, or even even the knowledge to understand why that's important. Power production, and the ability to mean power throughout those reps as fatigue sets in. And ingredients like beta alanine, can help buffer that fatigue, particularly, like I said, on power. It's, you know, there was a study in beta alanine boxers, and what they found was that, you know, beta alanine doesn't just, you know, you don't take beta alanine and it increases your knockout power. What happens is if you're a professional fighter and you're in round three, you're able to punch with more explosive power than a guy who may not be using beta alanine. And that's where it's you know what I mean? Right. Like this is so 
So what you're measuring basically with bar speed is the ability to maintain power. Another, you know, when we talk about, you know, people think about fatigue and endurance, they sort of think about it as, you know, running. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I'm fatigued, I ran, you know, so long. But few people really think of the fatigue that you get in bench press. Everybody thinks, well, they didn't increase your bench press strength. Your one rep max. Well, that's not the only thing that's important. What about your your power? Were you able to maintain power through that training? Critical for an athlete to be able to maintain power through successive sets. So that's another thing uh, that jumped out to me was the ability to maintain that power. Um, and then if you want to jump in now with some some of the highlights that you yeah if you. You know, if we could pull up the figures on it, it's a clear-cut difference of the, the supplement condition. They were better able to maintain bar velocity across each set. So as you described, as fatigue would typically set in, right. set three, four, five, in that condition where they were consuming pre-gym, they were better able to maintain both peak and average velocities across the, each subsequent set for both bench press and back squat. So, right. So, again, it wasn't a huge improvement. But no, exactly. And again, you know, like I said, it's, you know, it's a, you know, the thing about pre-gym is, A, it's not designed to be taken along. You know, I recommend taking it with post-gym because that's where you're getting your second dose of alanine, you're getting the second dose of betaine. Those are ingredients. It's important to get multiple doses, not just one dose. But also, I don't recommend it as a, you know, once in a while shot before a workout, like a lot of people think of pre-workouts. It's really a chronic supplement. You know, the creatine isn't getting, you can't take one dose of creatine or beta alanine right. or betaine for that matter and get true results. <laughs> Possibly to some degree, beta alanine is now um, known to, to be a neurotransmitter and, and, and uh, mild uh, stimulant, has a stimulating uh, effect. That's why you get that, you know, the tingling. So it could give some acute benefit, but really the product is designed for. More chronic. So even though, like I said, the, the word huge, it's not like, oh my god, you know, he bench pressed 20 more reps. <laughs> you know, when he took pre-gym, one rep, you know, after being fatigued. But it's, a, like you said, it's pretty impressive. Yeah. And again, this is with one, just one dose yeah. of, of pre-gym. And we saw the same improvements on that sprint test, too. So they were having to sprint maximum effort for 25 seconds, and they generated more average power, more power during, the, yeah, right. during that test. And then I think some of the more interesting uh, results that we found too were the subjective measures. So we also asked them, you know, how were you yeah. feeling throughout that exercise trial? And again, the, the subjects when consuming pre-gym, they felt better, they felt less fatigued, and had greater um, focus for tasks. Yeah, some better focus, more alertness, which again, you know, that's you know, the caffeine, combined with the LGBC, the Hooperzine, which Focus effect combined proper uh, doses, and you know, and that that's important. That's what you want, you know, pre-workout to do. And not to the point where you know your heart's racing and you know your head feels like it's going to explode. You know, more mental alertness, more focus can help regardless of what the task is, whether you know, whether it's bench press, whether it's uh, you know you're on a hike, you know, military as well. Mental alertness is, is important. So. And for an athlete on the field, you know, which would be interesting to see how an acute dose of pre-gym would work for 
you know, some of the soccer player, football player, right there, you know, you're doing those repeat bounds, and as the game goes, the fatigue sets in. Yep. Having more mental alertness, preventing that fatigue, you know, could be definitely a big help. So, now what about, what would you, um, I guess, if you did a follow-up study, what, what would you that before we go into the, I just want to say, you know, the study was, I, you know, we uh, we don't personally know each other. Uh, I mean, prior prior to uh, to meeting, but um, you know, a lot of times, uh, supplement companies will, you know, give money to a university to get them to do. Not it's not payment to have a positive. Study, but it's just it's to fund the study, you know. But just to be clear, I, my company, Gym Supplement Science, you know, my parent company, PhD Fitness, did not, you know, did not fund the study. But this is completely independent study. In the fact that Dr. Jagan decided to do the study on his own, use use pre-gym on his own. So why? So my question is, why did you? Decide to use yeah, a lot of people. A lot of people have asked that, and I think as a scientist, you try to remain as objective as possible. Sure, of course. To investigate the product, but when that one came out of the market, it really jumped out at me because looking at the ingredient labels, I finally said, yes, there's an amount in there for caffeine that's actually worthwhile. Beta uh, alanine content is good. Branching, I was right. like, yeah, this one actually looks like it has some merit to it. So I personally started taking it, liked it, experienced. It. With my own brain, I said, well, let's investigate this in a more formal setting. So set up a, a study to look at you know, some of the acute benefits and again, found it to be pretty promising. Not that it, um, again, you go in with that opinion, but it, I kind of had that idea that sure that outcome would happen. So getting back to your question on what would be next, I, I think the cool thing would be to do the follow-up and look at chronic adaptation. So let's right. see what happens if people do take this every day before a training session for eight or 12 weeks are we going to see enhanced training adaptations, better strength, uh, maybe more favorable body composition changes, uh, right. improvements in power. And that would be a study that I would be interested in. And again, you know, it's not to, you know, bias the research, but to, you know, just research costs. Right. You know, it's time, it's money, you need students to help, it's manpower. You need subjects, you know, you need you need to pay subjects. You need to you convince them to give their time and donate their time yeah. for science. So it's so it's so that is definitely something that we could talk about because that's the way I recommend using it. And even in the pre and the post, because you do need like I said, beta alanine. Two gram dose in pre gym. See that you know a lot of people think, Oh well it's not it's not the proper dose. He says it's the proper dose of beta alanine, you need more beta alanine. Yes. That's why post gym which has another two grams of the beta alanine. So getting chronic doses of those ingredients over time, I would definitely be interested in seeing. Yeah. And some of them you wouldn't even need that long, you know, creatine, the loading phase of a week, and right. beta alanine a couple weeks, so yeah. it can make a pretty big improvement time. Yeah, but you know, it's funny because the way I found about the study was my colleague, Tim Sheep, said, hey, you should see this new study that's on a pre-workout. It sounds a lot similar to Pre-gym, So I went through the study. I said, I'm pretty sure that's pre-gym. I said, I, 
I wish he'd contacted me and said, oh no, actually I don't wish. I'm glad he did, you know, completely independent. So I didn't even know about the study. No, you know, no clue about the study. So, you know, like I said, I sort of wish you'd contacted me. I definitely would have at least supplied the pre-gym for you so you wouldn't have to buy, buy the pre-gym. But, but then I was just like, actually, this is great because I had no clue that, you know, you're doing, doing the study. So completely independent study. Showing pretty impressive. Yeah, results and so follow up. I think follow up study would be great with chronic, chronic use. I think we both know. Obviously, we don't want to predict anything. Science is science, right? I think you know, clearly we know that those doses, certain ingredients, do provide efficient benefits. Which is you know, why we're why we're in this field. Why you know why this is so exciting to us because we do know that there are ways to increase human performance. Ways increase speed, muscle mass, decrease body fat. And I think that's really the hunger that sort of drives all this, you know, scientists and sort of like, you know, like our own selfish. Uh, yeah, exactly. It really is, you know, like, and that's sort of what I tell people. Like, you know, they thank me for the product, and I'm like, well, don't really thank me. It's pretty selfish because I just simply wanted to make the product that I wanted to take. That's all I want. You know, period. You can. You can have the one I made for myself too. So it's kind of you know it is kind of selfish. You know, like that's a, how I got into the science. Is how do I make myself bigger, faster, stronger? You know what I mean? And does this have any merit? You see something working on yourself? You know, I mean that, that's how you know I'm I'm my own guinea pig all the time. You know what I mean? Right. Every time. You know when I get into being changed triglycerides. What they, you know, first I want to see what it does. Before I'm going to study them, let's see what it does in the gym. Let me get my buddies. You know, when I was at UConn, Tim, Tim will tell you, when I was a student, doctoral student at UConn, and I was teaching the undergrad exercise physics courses, you know, everybody knew I was, you know, a weightlifter. So they would ask me, the students, what do you think of creatine? You know, this is 1996. What do you think of creatine? And I'd say, oh, Creatine is very, very effective. Trust me, just, you know, you take, you take five grams, load it for, you know, this is back in my life. My professors would stop me and say, Jim, you can't. There's only got a handful of studies. And I said, Larry? Larry, I said, look, I said, I, you know, I've seen the research, it's impressive. I said, but I'll tell you, I use creatine. That every one of my training partners, almost everyone at the gym has started using creatine. We've all increased our muscle mass, our strength. I'm going to tell people it works. Right. So, you know, I, well, so I've always been, you know, like, yeah, exactly. So, it's, uh, <laughs> so, so I didn't like to, to, to sort of say, but I've, you know, I'm, I'm the guy, I think that's why. You know, when I saw that opportunity to work for muscle fitness and bridge that gap, it was a good opportunity because a lot of scientists are afraid to sort of make a recommendation. You know, you'll see, you know, you, you can watch it on NBC News, they'll interview a scientist. So you did a study and they found that broccoli reduces cancer. So are you saying that we should eat more broccoli? Oh, no, we're not saying you should eat more broccoli. That's not what we're saying. We're just saying that based on our results, they suggest that possibly you may get a slight benefit, 
a reduction in cancer if you're eating, you know. No, nobody wanted to go out there and say, yeah, give it a try. You know, you might want to try human vodka, you know. What's wrong with that, you know? No one wanted to do that. So, you know, it, I, I'm, I've always been the one to sort of say, you know what, if it works in the real world, enough people, I'm going to start saying, yeah, give it a try. And then the nice thing now is because I have, um, you know, the capability to reach so many people is that when I give out those recommendations, I get that feedback from them. Yeah. I'm, going I'm going by the thousands, by the thousands. And so that, you know, that feedback, and that's what's coming in and you see one after the other just coming back. You know, like the simple reverse grip bench press tip I give. You need to increase your upper chest, try the rear script entrance. Research shows flipping your you know hands around about a 30% increase. Am I saying it's magic? No, but give it a try. By the thousands of people, oh my god, I've always had simply doing the reverse script major difference. You know, oh and so then you say, there you go. Now that's a solid recommendation that you can make. We don't need to do a study. The study was done, it showed an increase in upper pain, muscle bumps. All the real world data that's coming back to me now shows, yeah, it's actually activating more muscle fibers in the other place. People are actually getting better results. So it's an interest, it's an interesting way of doing science. Yeah. You know, a different way of sort of collecting data. Obviously it's not as controlled, but you know, a lot of the subjects that are subjects, a lot of the Jim Army guys are a pretty controlled group. You know what I mean? I know the diet that they're following. I know what supplements they take. I know a training program. If they make a change, you know, if they added more branched-chain amino acids to their diet and results, I pretty much would say that's a fairly controlled group within the people that... And just the sheer numbers. And walk that's out what I'm saying. Kind of variability with the numbers, you know. And the nice thing is, is these are dedicated people. You know what I mean? It's not like, oh, I hope you're going to follow the program. You know, these are people that you know are, you know, dedicated to the program. So there is, you know, it's an impressive and interesting results when you really sort of mind through all that. Future of science right there. Streamlining it. It is. It's sort of, it's like uh, the, uh, I guess, the social media aspect of, of science. Because there's so, I mean, you get so much data when you think about it. You know, I'm constantly talking to so you mine that data, 